8C Sparky, 5 or 1250 AM. The fan, how are y'all doing here uh, on a beautiful day? Well, hopefully it's a beautiful day whenever you're listening to this. Uh, Spare Time Bowling Show podcast. Download it on your Odyssey app or wherever you download your favorite podcast at Streaming it live right now on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page as well. And it's myself, it's Wade Albright, Spare Time Pro Shop. You can follow him on Twitter at Dewey300. Our guy Phil Brylo over there, $2 Phil. You can follow him at Brew City Bowling. And I'll be honest, uh, Lenny Borsch, uh, are you active on uh, Twitter, the PBA Hall of Famer, Lenny Borsch Jr.? Uh, where can people follow you on Twitter, and how active really are you at this point? Uh, I'm on Twitter, but I'm not really active on Twitter. More of a Facebook guy, to be honest with you. Mm. But, uh, I do I do, I do, do check in on it a little bit, but most of the time if I post, it's more on Facebook. So follow Lenny Borsch Jr. on Facebook, and uh, you can see what Lenny Borsch Jr., uh, is posting there. We were just having a conversation prior to starting this podcast, and I, I would like to do it in the podcast because I think it's something at some point that people are going to have to start thinking about here. And it's not going to be Phil and or not, it's not going to be Dwight and Lenny because they're going to be done. But what are the rest of us going to do? Look, Lenny Boris Jr. has his own pro shop uh, at Castle Lanes uh, down in Racine. Beautiful house down in Racine. They just do a, a great job down there. Phil Anko, the old owner. I was friends with him for a number of years. Uh, love me some Phil. Uh, and Dwight, obviously, uh, is at New Berlin Bowl uh, in uh, New Berlin. And this is the thing. Dwight's not getting any younger. Lenny Porsche isn't getting any younger. How many pro shops are we talking about left here in the Milwaukee area, guys? Four? Five? Yeah, about that. About four or five. Yeah. Okay, so... My question is, are there any young up-and-comers that we know about that are going to do this? Because if not, in this area, we're going to have some problems here. We don't have an EJ Tackett running a pro shop, uh, you know, a young PBA bowler that's running his own pro shop on the side with his family or whatever that can kind of take this over and go. I'm concerned my seven-year-old is, you know, 25, 27, that there's not going to be anywhere for him to go, Lenny. Well... Basically, the way it's looking, you're just going to have to put two holes in the ball and you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's actually True. a point there. I mean, as Dwight knows, our job has gotten a little easier, I mean, you know, with that. But you still got to know where to put the two holes. That's the key. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. That's the big key. As <laughs> Dwight knows, they all the tracks travel all over the place. You just don't know where it's. No two are the same. It's It's really bizarre on that, but. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, unfortunately, you know, being self-employed and doing what I love to do and chasing this dream for long, I, I plan on sticking around a little longer as long as the health can do it or is some capacity part-time or whatever. I, I'd like to get more out of it and and, and do more lessons or more on, online stuff sure. and, and just spread some knowledge and and, and take take a little pressure off the arm because the arm is getting tired from drilling balls all these years. I've had mm-hmm. you know, numerous problems with my shoulder, and you know, you'd be surprised how it catches up to you when you get older. But yeah, so it's yeah, looking for like we were talking earlier, just getting the right person and maybe to, to help me out would be nice um, eventually. And um, but yeah, it's a tough gig, you know. I mean, yeah. as uh, especially around our area because it's seasonal and. You know, it has gotten busier in the summers the last few years. And unfortunately, I'm not around much in the summer, but as the white can probably attest to it, definitely there's been a new wave of young bowlers. And it's it's amazing. I've had, I had, I got this group of kids that come in and I haven't really been there. Every time I show up, they buy a ball, you know, and they're, you know, maybe average 140, they two fingers in their 20s, you know. You've seen a lot of that since COVID, uh, you know. So maybe that's a good sign for, 
the future, you know. So, but yeah, yeah, we'll see how the future goes for us, you know. (laughs) We have a couple guys in town that are in their mid 40s, you know, so that gives them a little bit more longevity. Um, I I also have a couple of customers that are interested in learning the craft, Mm -hmm. uh, could be interested in buying me out when I do. Oh, good for you, really. When I do retire, I I think there's always going to be someone that steps up, but they don't have any experience. So like one of our uh, competitors, John Magna, he sold his pro shop a couple of years ago uh, to another group. Um, He stuck around for a year or so to train these guys. Nice. So it would probably be a similar situation, I would assume, for both Lenny and I. Um, but yeah, there's, I mean, they're definitely not coming out of the woodwork that w- want to learn how to do it. And he hit it right on the head. I mean, I, I nine months a year, I know Lenny's going to say the same thing. We're 70 hours a week when yeah. you start to get into your sixties. And I had shoulder surgery, uh, also on the doctors blamed it on all the years of uh, drilling bowling balls. It does take its toll because it's that repetitive motion all day long. Yeah. How much do you guys lift weights? Uh, well, I lift the 15 pound bowling ball a couple no, no, of no, times no, no, a day. No, 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 That's not what I mean, you dork. No, that's not what I mean. What I mean it is, is a form of exercise. Like, no, because this is my thing. Because I'm just right. thinking about this. Because I mean, if you look at golfers and even pro bowlers now, there is a whole regimen that they go through yeah. physically. And if shoulders are a thing with guys that are doing bowling balls, like you both are saying, I'm sure some physical fitness trainer somewhere could probably put together a program to help oh. strengthen that shoulder that you could do. Definitely. You know, two, three, four days a week, whatever. And it doesn't have to be go to the gym for two hours, but go to the gym and knock out a half hour, 45 minutes to continue to strengthen that. Your back, I'm sure, also oh, becomes an day. issue over the yeah. course of time. Yes. Uh, yes. And yes. I would assume that would help if, you know, these younger people are listening like, oh, the hell with that. I'm not going to ruin my shoulder. Yeah. I'm sure there's a way to do it where, you know, through physical fitness and so forth for these guys in their 20s or 30s that are thinking about doing this to where you can kind of protect that shoulder a little bit more if you are working out with a trainer on the side a couple of days. There's, there's no doubt. I'm, I'm sure there's something there that would definitely help. I know my situation, it's kind of like bone on bone. And you say I could go in there and, 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 and make it feel better. It only hurts when I'm really busy doing it, you know, and then when I'm bowling and doing it, it kind of really hurts, you know, not when they overlap them, them, them part of that deal for me, but. He said he can go in there, but it's like a 12-week recovery, you know. Well, I ain't got 12 weeks, and I use my shoulder, Oof. you know. So I'm just trying to ride <laughs> as hard right. as I that's can. Right. And lately, that's it's right. been pretty good. So, you know, it's just – it is what it is. But, yeah, you're right. There's definitely probably something Dwight's there. got some spare time. He can come down and knock out a <laughs> yeah. couple hours yeah. a day for yeah, you, Lenny. Yeah, right. Hey, Dwight will go down there a couple hours a day. He's got <laughs> – see all kinds of spare I'm time. sure he's got plenty of good – motorcycle ride down to Racine <laughs> and knock out a couple. See, Dwight does it right. He gives yeah, lessons. Yeah, and I hear a lot of good things about the, you know, he does a lot of lessons and, and stuff like that. And that's, yeah. that's really. That's well, Lenny, we'll see. My seven-year-old has his first lesson with Dwight coming up on the 13th. We'll see how good he is. I'll, right. I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> I learned how to teach so, two-handed. So Lenny, you're, I'm guessing you're at home. Oh. Hey, we, we, Dwight and I were just talking about this last week, two-handed yeah. or single-handed. He's yeah. small for seven, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to let Dwight do what he wants to do. We'll, yeah. we'll, I, I'm going to trust Dwight on this. I've never seen Dwight two-hand bowl before, but uh, it'll be oh, I'd fun. Pay to, I'd pay to see that once. I, I'd pay to see it one time. I don't think his just back could can, handle it well, once. No, just see if he can get enough ball speed to keep it on the lane. He'll have what, the revs. He just won't yeah. have the ball speed. When I was mechanic with the red carpet chain in the 70s, and we would test the lanes for oiling, we would pick out a house ball, and we would have our tennis shoes on, of course, 
you know, just to test the lanes and we would palm the ball, right. no thumb it back then. And we had no right. idea about course what we were doing and never, never thought it would turn into what it is today. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Could have been revolutionary. Right. So it looks like you're at home today. Uh, PBA 50 tours in Virginia this week. Uh, hasn't been the spectacular season on the 50 tour for you just taking a week off to regroup or. Uh, yeah, I got some medical issues going on, so I, I wasn't planning on going to, uh, okay. um, Morgantown in the first place, but, uh, and then I got, I got to go follow okay. up with the doctor on everything's okay, but I got to follow up on a doctor on, uh, Thursday. So I figured, well, I'm just going to take this week off and okay, well, get ready. But, uh, yeah, overall it's been a, you know, it's been a pretty good year. Um, start out really good, yeah. you know, the. The World Series was okay. I mean, overall, I finished what I finished twelfth or eleventh, or so that was okay. But two events mm-hmm. started and I lost a lot of ground and, and stuff like that. But uh, so yeah, just trying to get a little more healthy and try to finish up strong. But you know, overall, I can't compl- complain. It's monetary wise, it's been a really good year. You know, as far as money, I had a couple yeah. good finishes and stuff like that. But let a couple get away that really kind of kind of a bummer i've let a few get away in the past but yeah you know it's just a shot here or there or yeah break or you know just a stupid shot or whatever but yeah i can't complain overall i guess it's it's yeah yeah my age i never expected to be still competitive somewhat and right the way these guys are killing them out here this year though man oh man the the, yeah. the few guys have just been dominating so much and a lot of new winners and it's been a kind of a crazy year yeah, Lenny had one of the best wins I've ever seen this year. It was the PBA regional event down in Carpersville, Illinois, back in March. He was actually packed up and in the car. He thought he missed the cut. What? Match play. He was packed up. He thought he was done. Thought he yeah. missed the cut. And he was the number eight guy for match play. He got through match play. He was number four for the stepladder. And yeah, then he ran the stepladder. Yeah, he wow. won the tournament. Thought I, thought I missed pretty it. Cool. I went, packed my stuff in the car, and I came back in to get my check, and I was okay because <laughs> I finished pretty good to get that check, you know, and I came back in. So you're the last spot. I go, what? Yeah. So I went in the car, and I grabbed a different ball <laughs> out and came out and just, maybe I should try this ball. And, uh, man, it was uh, it was probably one of my best four or five games of bowling in the situation, you know. But, yeah, uh, yeah it was pretty That's exciting. That's awesome. Yeah, you never know. You know, you never, never That know. has happened to me also for, like. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that happened to me in like city state tournaments, city tournaments, especially like city team classic. Oh, we missed a cut. Let's pack our stuff up and start yeah. walking. Oh, by the way, guys, you guys made it. So I can relate with that. That's happened to me also. Yeah. Uh, Lenny. I'm sorry, Dwight. I lost the audio. I don't know if it's me or you guys or. Dwight was just asking, uh, what's next for you now with the LBC after uh, uh, you win at the LBC? What's next? Well, I'm leaving Friday for Florida. Uh, for the three stops in Florida. And then uh, the LBC, yeah, I haven't got many details on that yet. Uh, maybe Phil can help me out with that. <laughs> but um, I, that's pretty exciting. I'm pretty excited about that. Just, uh, you know, just to, just to win that um, part of Milwaukee was pretty exciting. So I don't know what really coming about on this next one. I hope I don't go out there and throw, go out there and throw one ball and I'm done. You know, I just, yeah, that, that's the bad part because it's that clash format. So out there's 12 bowlers and yeah. the first time everybody gets up, throws one ball. And it's the low count that's out and it just keeps going every round until it's down to the last two. And then whoever's got the highest count or whatever it takes to, to take home the 60 grand. I mean, it's 60 grand on top. 
I think it's two or three thousand for if you're the first one out, but it's sixty thousand dollars on See, top. This is this is what I don't get. And now again, I'm going to get on on the PBA, but yeah. it's a sixty grand on a damn one lucky shot ball type deal over and over again. Like if there's twelve guys, okay, fine. There's twelve guys. Well, then why not just start the show and go? We're going to do this goofy format until we get to four, and then we're bowling the traditional step ladder the rest of the way out type deal, and we're just going to seat them that way based on score, total score, whatever it was uh, from the LBC. And most pins, that's of the four guys that are left, you're the one seat second most pins from the LBC, you're second, you're third, you're fourth, and then have them bowl the normal game. 60 grand on that? I mean, oh, my God. I'm sure. Just give them some scratch-off tickets and see how they do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it's probably a Tizzy. That's because of the handicap bowlers and and the the variety of bowlers, maybe. I just figure that way everybody's got a chance. Um, I'm guessing, but yeah, yeah, I mean, they did it last year with the uh, with the All Stars. They took the one guy off of each of the PBA League teams in Portland that had, you know, the was the MVP or whatever. I forgot how the what the qualifications were, but then Jake Peters won that class shootout, and Jake's in it again this year because he won the the Pro Division the last day of the tournament. So this LBC thing is in Portland. In Portland, have you been to Bowling Heaven, uh, Lenny Boris Jr.? Have you been there before? No, I just I just heard expect to spend a lot of money when I'm out there. <laughs> I heard rolling heaven is amazing. And, it's I heard it's I mean, amazing. It's, it's good food. So I've heard it's yeah, I've heard it's ama- pretty amazing. So yeah, I don't care what it costs, you know, whatever. But so my wife What's plans to me and my son Jake's thinking about coming. So we'll see. Maybe my daughter, who knows, you know, make a trip out. Maybe of it. me. I'll, I'll hop in the car too if you're driving. Hey, uh, what's your favorite place to bowl in the country? Being a PBA Hall of Famer, you've bowled all over the country. Where's your favorite place to bowl outside of Castle Lanes, where your pro shop is in Racine, obviously? Well, I'd be stupid if I didn't say the village is Florida. You know, um, yeah. Unfortunately, they put brand new lanes in, so I actually thought about skipping it. <laughs> you know, looking at the schedule, you know, the schedule was so long this year; it really was, and it's late in the year. It's horrible for me to be going these next three tournaments, but you know, I'm in that position at 61 years old and the tournament of champions is the last one, which is, you don't want to miss that one. Otherwise I probably wouldn't be, I'm, I'm killing myself going to this, but I got to go, you know, I should have, I should have bowled the last two tournaments and missed, you know, missed the last major maybe, but you know, it's kind of like, yeah, I just had this health issue come up and, and um, yeah. So Yeah. And I've had nursing a bad hip all year, you know, which is amazing. I bowled that good. So, yeah, I'm, a couple of weeks here, it was good to take off. But probably I'd have to say the Villages, so I got to go back. They're in South Point Plaza. I've had really good luck in. Um, I've heard they're putting new lanes in there, too. So, yep. I'll retire. <laughs> they're putting new lanes in. I remember when I was there the first year after they built yeah. the thing. It's already there's, time for new lanes. Yeah, there's so much lineage in that center that they the lanes, even though it's really? synthetic, they track out. Yeah, that absolutely. Field? That's what Ron Moore told me. He said they were putting. New- I've heard that after the uh, senior, sh- yeah, after that super senior yeah. shootout in November, I heard is the, uh, they got a month or so to uh, get everything turned over I- before the PBA is back out there for the RPI in early January. So I heard that's when it's going to happen. I'm assuming it's just the 60 tournament lanes they're replacing, correct? Because there's another 60 on another floor. Right. I would. Yeah, it's the plaza. I've heard. Yeah. I haven't heard anything yeah. about the regular bowling center inside the casino, but my, I've heard it's the plaza. When my daughter and I were out there, Lenny, and made for her national tournament, the only thing I saw was that one lane played completely different than the other, and that took her for a loop for a while. Oh, that yeah. the pairs are not very consistent from pair to pair. But man, I thought they looked pretty good to me. I wish I was pulling on them. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, 
There's some pairs in there that are really hard. Phil knows. Yeah, yeah she caught one of them. What would it be? The high side, the low end of the high side. There's a couple pairs. Right. Yeah. Thirty-one ball. through thirty-six is pretty yeah. brutal. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely, but uh, yeah, it's <laughs> that. Them two places probably. Sparky would be the tip, top of the list. You know. A lot of success. Yeah, I loved going out to South Point for World Series of Bowling back in the day when they would tape shows and then play them back. Yeah. Can you believe where we are right now as a tour with this Fox contract uh, and how many live events they're having on? And we're back on over-the-air TV again. And, again, when we always praise Tom Clark for the job he's done getting us to where we're at now. But it really is crazy if you think back 10, 15 years ago where this tour was to where it is now. It is night and day, Lenny. Yeah, it's pretty special. I think, you know, Tom Tom worked hard. I mean, Tom's done a lot. Um, took a lot of heat, you know, and over the years, I'm sure. It's not the easiest job in the world. But I've loved what he's done. I mean, look at look at look at what we have. I mean, that's that's pretty exciting for these younger guys. You know, they got they got and I understand they gotta promote the younger people, not not us old guys, you know. I mean, I, I get that part of it. And, um, you know, because you always hear people, oh, we need seniors on there. But, you know, the kids are, are what needs to be promoted to promote the game of bowling. So I understand all that. But, yeah, I think he's done a great job with this Fox deal and, and getting all these guys, you know, paid some decent money now and some it's pretty nice prize funds, you know. Unfortunately, um, a lot of them still have to have another side gig, you know, because – you know, it really isn't a lot of guys making a lot of money. I mean, the ones that are, are doing well, you know, and, and, and it's kind of nice, too. The ball contracts, I think, have kind of got back up a little bit. So I'm sure a few of the guys are getting paid that way. You know, a lot of money. Tell me, give me an idea. Give me an idea of what a ball contract is paying. What, what's what's the average dollar <laughs> figure? Because I have no idea. I, you know, I don't think they get paid a ton of money. I'm sure they're, I'm sure the, the elite do, you know, the tackets, the Belmos and stuff. But I. I mean, I know a lot of guys might get, you know, I don't know. I'm guessing maybe 500 to 1500 a month, 2000 a month, maybe it depends who you are or what you've done. A lot of it's incentive-based probably, you know. Um, I don't know, you know. I'm not sure. I think everybody's different. Everybody gets a different different standard, you know. It's, it's yeah. But, you know, back in the day, you know, um, I can remember like, I want to say Dave Traber, like that the net group there when he was there, they were probably, you know, back in them days getting, you know, 16, 20 grand a year, you know, you know, nice. I would think was a was, you know, uh, was a minimum kind of probably, but I'm I'm not sure. Maybe that's the same nowadays for a lot of these guys that are national uh signed players, but I'm sure some get more, you know. Yeah. Obviously. But even the incentives on TV aren't even close to what they used to be. I mean, no. back in the day, 80s and 90s, somebody can make, like you said, a Dave Traber can make TV if he's oh. wearing the right shirt, using the right ball and the right wrist thing. Yeah. He might be making more in incentives than he was in prize money that day. And yeah. nowadays, a guy wins a ball of the tournament, he might get 2500 bucks. Might, if it's a major yeah. well, kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, our changed storm, a lot. Our storm incentives are the same across the board for everybody, whether you're a regional yeah. player or you're 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 whatever you know maybe it's different for the upper guys but basically it's there you know if you make national tv and you do this majors pay more you know so it's pretty decent you know i mean um i mean even on the senior like for me if i win it's 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 a nice little extra extra bonus you know i mean not retire i can't retire this is what i don't get though huh (laughs) this is what i don't understand though so when you guys they are that you're talking about i know traber but i don't know the time frame which you all are talking about so is that back 
when it was like ABC, Wild World of Sports days, right? That's what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Okay, so that's, right, so that's over-the-air TV too. So why wouldn't those, th- that money, that incentive money that you're talking about, why wouldn't that have gone up once you landed the Fox deal uh, and have even more exposure than you did before? Wouldn't that make sense that they would go hand-in-hand hand or as a company you just say, well, I mean, that's great for us, but we're not changing anything for well, you. I, we're just going to keep doing what we do. I think the incentives are pretty decent nowadays. You know, if they, they make Fox TV, you know, if we make, uh, you know, both TV, they're not as good. You know, it's, it's right. kind of yeah, based yeah. on what you, you make, but yeah, I mean, they're, I know for us, they're not bad if they, you know, they, they do well. I just know back in the day, like Phil was saying, like Dale Traber, he told me he got, what did he get? He threw the quantum ball on TV and got like $30,000 and got more yeah. for Damn. Yeah. Using the ball that he did for fin- the, the place he finished. I might say he got 20 some thousand for second back then or whatever, but it was real close. Right. It was almost the same, give or take. But yeah, I mean, there was big incentives back in the day. Them guys did pretty well. You know, Bob learned, you know, we, I room with Bobby learned a lot and he told me there's a couple years he made over 300,000 out on tour, you know, and between incentives, the incentives, and, yeah, yeah, and, and bowling well, and you know, you you know, they had some pretty good paydays. So, yeah, you know, and I, but it's this- kind of getting back to that, and I think uh, that's really a good sign. I know what's having a national TV, but you got to remember back then too. We had, you know, thirty five tournaments a year. You know, they had more exposure. They had a summer tour, fall tour. Uh, now, what do they got, Phil? Maybe sixteen. A do- yeah, a dozen, 15 shows. And then on top yeah. of it, you don't have as many league bowlers as you did back in the day. Nowadays, you know, back in the day, it was win on Saturday, and the pro shop guys, if it was, especially if it was a new ball, they'd have people lined up out the door Monday morning oh, waiting yeah. to get it drilled. Yeah. Not so much anymore. But you got that's got a lot to do with that. But that's how it was with, NAS- with NASCAR, too. That That's why Ford and Chevy and all those mm-hmm. guys uh, got mad because back in the day, if Dale. Earnhardt was driving a certain kind of Chevy or whatever else, then yeah. that would be the one that was selling more at the dealerships. And right. that all of a sudden went away as well, Lenny. Yeah, sure. I mean, plus talking about like with incentives and stuff like that, but I will make a, just change the subject to here, but talking about like we were talking 15, 16 tournaments a year for these guys, but don't, don't forget these guys bowl like every other <laughs> During the offseason, they bowl what feel like the snowman tournament. They bowl the uh, oh, New Mexico all the regionals. They, yeah, they're making a lot of money on the side. You take guys like Darren Tang and guys that they bowl everything. You know, they don't they don't miss. So they make some of them make more money than they actually made on the tour. Maybe bowling, you know, just wow on the side. So I mean, some of it's a full time deal, but some mm-hmm. of, some of them got pro shops or you know do lessons or they do exhibitions or. Uh, coaching clinics. You see Sean Rash always posting. He's got three, four people yep. doing the clinic. Yep. You know, Bob Learn, uh, you know, he's a he's a hustle, he's a hustle bustler, man. He does a lot of stuff for the military, you know, does uh clinics and yeah, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of ways to make money out there in the in the bowling yeah. world. So so a lot of guys are doing pretty good. They you know, even when they're off the lanes, but yeah. So I mean it's all my, good. Exposure's good. My memory of, of- Growing up and when the pros were in town at Bolero was there was uh, actually a, a behind lane 48 in the hallway. They had a commission board. Um, and so if a pro used a certain ball and got on TV, they showed what that commission was going to be. Yeah. I yeah. heard stories that the guys would used to take the metal plates out of the wrist yeah. devices, uh, Dick Weber wrist device, and get paid $500 for a show for wearing the glove 
uh, on TV. These are just things that we heard when they were in town. Um, The other thing, too, that you guys are kind of missing on is back then in the 70s and 80s, our local memberships, we had 40 to 50,000 members in our local association. Mm -hmm. We're lucky if we have four or 5,000 today. So even though that the sport is starting to grow, our league bowling numbers are still, for at least sanctioned bowlers, are quite down. So you got to also remember, too, a lot of people that do bowl, couples leagues in particular, they typically don't sanction, so that affects the numbers also. It's a great trend to see the direction it's going, but it's definitely not what it was in the 70s and 80s. No. I think in, like, 83 is when it peaked. I remember there was, like, 7 million league bowlers sanctioned, and now I think it's, like, probably one or two or whatever. Just over a million, yeah. Well, tell me this. Riddle me this. I haven't bowled on a league since you and I bowled on a league together, Dwight. Oh, six. Right. So it's been a long time. Riddle me this. What do I get if I'm 23, 24 by being sanctioned or non-sanctioned uh, as uh, a league bowler? Right. So if I bowl with my my girlfriend, uh, my buddy and his girlfriend and we're not sanctioned, what am I missing out on by not being on a sanctioned men's league or something like that? I mean, is there a big enough nugget out there for to draw me in to go bowl on a men's league because it's sanctioned? If well, you bowl tournaments, tournaments, it's basically a tournament it's, membership. It's the average nowadays. for occasion. Yeah. It's right. Basically a tournament so these, membership nowadays. these 20 something year olds are just going out there to have fun, have a right. couple yeah. of beverages, have the cool new bowling ball like Lenny was talking about, and just go out there and party and have a good time. And what'd yeah. you say, Lenny? There were six of them by me bowling yesterday. They go once a week and meet yeah. up and they go, they go bowl and, you know, have a pitcher of beer and a pizza or whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they just meet, and there's a bunch of older guys that do that a lot, and they don't want to commit to the league. And uh, it's, yeah, fortunately, they're still buying good equipment, you know, because it's, yeah. it's amazes, amazes me that, yeah. you know, Dwight sees it too. You know, they want the yeah. same. A lot of them throw it good, even though they never bowled a league in their life. You know, it's crazy. Right. But, you know, yeah, maybe eventually they'll get into it, try to push them on them, you know, but a lot of them don't want to commit to the long season. And, Right. There it yeah. is. Yeah. It's just That's average cool. verification. And then now the 300 get rain, which is your, you know, the highest point you can get for a league bowler is now a once in a lifetime. I mean, I remember, I know Lenny remembers maybe getting six or seven rains a year uh, for 300, 299, 298, 800. And, and now they have turned that into a once in a lifetime, our governing body. So yeah. one 300 rain for once in a lifetime, one 800 range series for once in a lifetime. So not a lot of incentive for the league bowler to, to sanction. What are you getting for that money? And that money keeps going up every year right. too. And I think that's one good thing about the PBA's league, cer- league bowler certification program. Right, the awards. It, they're going to get, it's getting out beyond Bolero houses. All the leagues at Bayside bowl aren't USBC certified. They're PBA LBC certified. It's part of, you know, it's part of your league benefit. You're not paying anything for it. You get the average verification still. You get the, uh, even though they're not, you know, you don't get a ring, you get digital awards, that type of thing for your scores that you shoot. Uh, and it, it, it's just included. It's free. It's it, There's no cost to you. So that's the incentive that Bolero's trying to use yeah. to not just in their centers, but try to get other centers to go like, hey, you need average verification? Bang, here it is. We got your averages for the entire season because everything that they do goes to a central database. Wait a second. Kind of thing. Hold on a second. Yeah. So I get a ring if I shoot 300, uh, one ring only. USBC, though. only yeah, one, right? Yeah, uh, 800. I get something, whatever. One ring. PBA, yeah. you say they get digital benefits. Yeah. What does that mean? Oh, they can print out certificates, or they uh, get 
things from Pro Bowlers, but doesn't there, there's no yeah, cost to them on it. I know. I know. Well, of course there's no cost. You ain't get nothing. Right. I mean, there's nothing <laughs> but physical. You still get average verification. You didn't need to be USBC certified to bowl that tournament below Wauwatosa this year. If you had a Bolero League average and you were LBC certified, you got you could use that in the tournament. I'll tell you what they should do. And, and, and people are going to cringe and like, you're out of your mind. It's too costly. But if you if you want to draw them away from USBC or if USBC mm-hmm. wants to keep them, somebody should get into bed with the bowling manufacturers and they should say, you get a free bowling ball if you bowl 300. Now, mm-hmm. that, that would be something that would start to get people going, right? Yep. Because now, screw the free. ring. I get a free bowling ball from Brunswick. Okay, maybe I'm a storm bowler. Yep. Fine, yep. but if Brunswick's the one that does it, all right, I'll try Brunswick. And what happens? Oh damn! This is really nice. Yeah, I may I may buy another Brunswick ball now, right. and now all of a sudden it's starting to build on that other side. I, I think there's a lot of incentive now. Again, you've got like pro bowlers like Lenny Bowling League, and he's bowling like ten of them. He's gonna get a bunch of free bowling balls. And I understand that's the risk, Different but now levels. at least if yeah. I'm twenty something, if I shoot three hundred, man, I get a free bowling ball. That's yeah. you know one hundred fifty bucks, whatever the he, case may be. Even better yet, how about uh, LBC at PBA also? Um, have an LBC pro shops where that bowler can bring their bowling ball into an LBC pro shop and give them a gift certificate for the drilling charge. Right, That, and you could also take it another step further. If it's PBA league, give them a discount on merchandise on the website, Mm -hmm. give them a discount on tickets. If they go to a PBA event, right? Right. It's 25% off ticket prices. It's 20% off a merchandise. Who cares if you're not making as much on the shirts? There's going to be more people wearing, wearing the them, shirts right. that are Exposure. out on the lanes wearing yeah. the, the Rash shirts or the Belmonte shirts or whatever. I want to go back. I don't know if you were there that night or whatever, Lenny, but I, we had a whole big thing on our station on 1250 when Belmonte was coming to town to, to go to Castle Lanes and mm-hmm. be a part of that. Yeah. And Phil came on and talked about just what an incredible experience it was. He got on the microphone and the, the whole deal. Talk about what that was like building to that point as far as what people were saying and then what it was like during it and after it as far as people getting to meet, at that point, probably the best bowler on tour in Belmonte. That was very, very special. I mean, it was amazing how many people came from all over just to meet him. You know, and this is – you figure what he's done since that. You know, he's probably won, I don't know, half, half his majors since that, I would think, right? Because that yeah, was what, at, at least, least yep. yeah. Oh, 2014. 14? Oh, it's okay. It was, yeah, it was 2014. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, Almost yeah, 10 years ago. amazing with the people and and, and, um, and uh, the buildup that Phil Anko, you know, Phil's Phil, you know, he he promoted mm-hmm. the heck out of it. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was just – I, I never seen so many two-handed kids in my life, you know, bowling and eating. <laughs> he, spent, he spent time, whatever. I mean, there were some from Minnesota, Iowa that came and, and – yeah, he was just a pleasure to be there. I think he really enjoyed it too. He and he wasn't going to bowl, and then he got out and he bowled a little bit, but uh, he wasn't going to bowl. He was scared to come here. You know, he was a little nervous hmm. because you know he just, you know, you know, just was worried. But you know, when you're from out of the country and you go to different it's, cities, and you know, I heard yeah. he was uh, according to my storm guy, he was a little nervous about coming. You know, and. But I think after he was here, it was it was you know he, he really enjoyed it. And stuff. Saw the yeah. ceiling tiles at Castle Lane. So I'm not going to see that anywhere else in the in yeah, the world. I promise you that. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Gary Halsenberg from Storm. Every time he's in the area, he comes and visits me, and he just wants to visit Castle Lanes. You know, and he brings he brought Danielle McEwen up there. He's brought a few different pros in there, and 
and uh, they just love it. And uh, they they treat the castle well now. Dan Gannat, um, they still have a pretty good mm-hmm. relationship with them with the with some or you know stuff that they'll donate and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I mean, you had a ton of pros before the World Series of Bowling this year down there. Yeah, right? we're practicing. You guys were putting the patterns out for them and everything to work on because yeah, kind of similar couple, lane surfaces. And last couple of years, uh, I, I haven't done it the last couple of years. I hired a couple, but I helped ball rep a little bit on the regular tour, so I got to know a lot of the guys. And and we had that break a couple of years ago between the TOC and, and the World Series, and so I got a, in the group chat. I'm still in it, so I'm still part of it, but. I said, hey, you guys want to come practice? You know, I'll put out some patterns for you guys. Lo and behold, I mean, it ended up being like, oh, my God. I didn't know if anybody was going to show up. <laughs> and a lot, of the, a lot of the international guys were there, and we fed them, and they could go eat and, you know, and stuff like that. And Because um, they had nowhere to go. They can't go back home, you know. But a lot of the guys, yeah. a lot of guys showed up, Brad. I know Jesper loved it. Okay, now, hold on a second. Now, A, yeah. I didn't know anything about this. B... And we had Dan on, and I think mm-hmm. he's going to be great for the area for bowling because the Definitely. dude's a passionate bowling dude, Definitely. right? Yeah. But if it would have been me knowing that, okay, there's a possibility some of these guys may come. I'm taking pictures. I'm framing them. I'm putting them on the wall. Right. I'm doing the whole well, thing, showing everybody when they come into Castle Lane, these are all the guys that have bowled here. You know what I did? I, I purposely did. We didn't promote it. I didn't like say, hey, they're all coming. For one, I didn't sure. know how many were going to show up. And two, right. I didn't want to, I want to let them practice, you know, and then I don't want to be a zoo there. And, you know, maybe I was wrong doing that, but Phil, Phil was in Florida at the time when last year, when, the, when more of them had showed up because of that small window between the tournaments and, and the word got out. And then all of a sudden people, it was funny. All of a sudden people were showing <laughs> up, but the word got out because it got on Facebook and, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, they, you know, I just want to be able to let them come practice, you know, not have to, you know, right. You get some practice in, you know, they'll, they'll get enough of the visiting people up there, you know, in Milwaukee. Yeah. And um, they worked out pretty good. And then we got out, but this year they were looking, a lot of people are looking, are they coming? Are they coming? And, and a few of them did. We had a, we had a pretty good group this year too. So was, we'll see what next year brings. If I was watching a Facebook page for castle. Yep. <laughs> you know, that's the other thing though. So if, yeah. if you have PBA leagues, let, let's, Let's say you have PBA leagues. Okay, Bolero, you said has them, right? That that's just or is Bolero just doing it standard? All their leagues are PBA sanctioned. Is that what yeah. they? Okay, across the board. Yeah. Right. Okay, so put Bolero aside. Now let's say New Berlin decides. Okay, we're gonna have some PBA leagues. Castle says we're gonna have some PBA leagues. It would be cool if part of the deal is with the bowling center says, look, if you have PBA leagues in your house, we'll send. I don't know, a couple of bowlers down or wherever the case may be, do an autograph sign and come hang out like you did. Now, I'm not promising you're getting Belmonte, right. but we'll set right. a couple of, of bowlers right. in the top 20, let's say, right. yeah. of the money yeah. rankings when the season is done in the wintertime. We'll send a couple guys down there to come hang out for a night or an afternoon if people want to come hang out and whatever. I think that would be another incentive for these guys to get in PBA League. Hey, man, get in PBA League and get a chance to meet a couple PBA bowlers on this date of this month or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's so much the PBA can do yes. to incentivize everybody to kind of switch over and really make a go of this thing. And I know yeah. they're working at it because in the last Definitely. couple of years, their league like league coordinators or the, or the regional league coordinators have gone from like two to like 15 people. I nice. mean, they're really working on this LBC program and to get bowlers involved more with bowling and different types of league formats and different lengths because not everybody wants to bowl 34 weeks or 33 right. weeks a year. And it's something that 
Bolero, when they went away from it at first, and everybody, you know, Tom Shannon got, you know, crapped on for that as well. He, you know, should at the time. They've learned now that Monday through Thursday, you're not going to get corporate parties and stuff like that to fill your bowling center. So you get your leagues going, yep. and they, if you treat them good, they'll stay. And they've yeah. learned that now, and they're working on it. And that's part of this whole LBC league certification process. I just hope it can all work together. You know, I mean, that that's I love mm-hmm. the USBC, I love the PBA. You know, I've been part of both mm-hmm. for my whole life. And, you know, I hope it, you know, somehow works, it works out for everybody. And, you know, I totally get it. You know, I totally understand this side, that side, what's going on here. And and, and I understand you can have both. So, right. right Phil, you can have both, right? Oh, absolutely. And I, I think that's part of it, like with Neil's Tremel now, all that stuff that Neil's doing, it's for the top level of the game. Anybody yeah. that bowls in a league isn't affected by the new 78 urethane hardness right. and all that other stuff. They're not bringing yeah. that down to their to their. They have their ways of working together. And it, it, sometimes it's weird and convoluted how they work together, but they're making it work. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't you don't see Tom Clark and Chad Murphy punching each other's brains out if they're in the same room. I take Tom on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sure. I'm, I'm gonna take oh, Tom. No, I yeah, right there with you. Wait for that cage match like Elon and uh and uh Zuck. Yeah, the Facebook uh Zuckerberg, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. Cage match, Murphy and Clark. <laughs> so, Lenny, um, one thing I wanted to ask you, and uh, and it's obviously publicized a lot on the normal PBA tour, is they have names of patterns for not only during the week of qualifying, but for when they get on TV, you have the Johnson, Holman, Roth. What do they do for the 50 tour? Uh, do they give you a pattern? Do you know going in what you're going to get? Um, yeah. And then how difficult is it compared to the PBA normal patterns? Well, that I couldn't really... Tell you, I know that usually the 50 patterns are a little softer for sure, but they're still named the same. Um, you know, like what they bowl on this week, the Petraglia pattern. And yeah, I think it's the same yeah. same pattern supposedly, but I'm sure it <laughs> seems like our scoring pace is a little higher. Um, Phil would probably get that. So usually, yeah, I don't want these it's, guys bowling bad and not showing up, you know. So I remember Mark said it's a fine line on the fifth. Yeah, Mark Sabatini said at Amaletto, I remember we were rookies, he said, why do you make the lane so easy? He goes, you see that parking lot out there? The motorhomes won't be here. They're making <laughs> super tough. If we make them really hard, they're not going to show up. And they did that one year. They went to kind of more of a sports certified patterns, and scores went yeah, down. Yeah, before the pandemic, yeah. You know, so they, they're not they're not yeah, it, easy it, it, to think. Because you still got the transitions over – eight games and you know no matter what they put out there the best yeah. always come to the top usually you know it don't matter if it's yeah, a yeah no shot or if it's a, a challenging shot you know your chris barnes is you know you're you know the big big three four out there barnes has and and, right. uh, and and angelo i think you know and janowitz obviously is coming up but you know them guys are always up there you know um right i'm hoping once in a while i can fight with those guys you know but <laughs> not that, that you can't beat them here and there, you know, because I know I can. Right. You know, when it's my day, but over over the big picture, them guys are, are a little more youthful and a little more power, yeah. and, you know. Well, Lenny. That's stupid. I, I yeah. think we need to get with Tom Clark and figure out what the Borscht pattern is going to be. I mean, I, <laughs> that has to be next. Like, what is that going to look like, the Borscht pattern? You're a Hall of Famer. I mean, you should get a pattern at this point Absolutely. Now. Oh, Rick Steelsmith's got a pattern, right? Right. Exactly. Right. Yes. Steel Smith pattern. 
What would be my pattern? Yeah, fold? I want a boar's pattern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to ask Phil. Well, probably see me bowl more than you guys have. Phil, what would, what would be the distance of my pattern if uh, if uh, if they've named a pattern after me? What would be the? What? Oh, geez, <laughs> it, it would have it. It would have to be a, a little bit, a little bit on the longer side, like a almost like a patraglia pattern, except kind of weird because we'd make sure that you had to you had to fluff it down the. You know, there'd be a lot of oil in the front, so you had to fluff it down the front. It's, it's, Give it it's some roll because I, I tend to bow good on the really short patterns that are really long patterns. So I guess direct angle right. pattern that was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, get them on. A, get them somewhere. You just got you got to let the ball. You can't force it through the fronts. You force it through the fronts, it skids all the way past the head pin. I like I mean, it. Just just look, get get the wonder roll that Lenny's got. <laughs> We're gonna take this and I'll email it to Clark. Be like, start working on the Borsch pattern for next year. I want to see it go. next year. Lenny Borsch Jr., PBA Hall of Famer, PBA 50 uh, winner this year. Of course, the LBC. We'll see him uh, at Bowling Heaven in Portland, Maine, uh, coming up uh, a little bit later on. Was that September? Right, coming Tapes up next month. September yeah. airs October 1st. I can't wait for the skin chance to start in the crowd at Bayside. Oh my lord, it's gonna be beautiful. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. There he is, Lenny Morris Jr. Hey, Matt, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure we will talk again. And good luck uh, with the doctor's appointments and everything else you got going on over there. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Lenny. All right, buddy.